so today, just as a heads up, today we have, uh, during announcements, we'll have our seminary appeal. We have once a year. And uh, just encourage you to be generous to that. We have an amazing seminary here in Denver. And we have to form young men as priests. <clears throat> Without the priesthood, there is no Eucharist. Without the Eucharist, there is no church. Uh, and so we should all be supportive of our seminary here. So uh, many of you in the back, I'm sure didn't hear this, a front row heard this. I just have to share this with you. Our children's liturgy of the word is so wonderful and it's like the hardest moment of my life. <laughs> and so those kids today, they, and this happens every time I'm here, they come up, you know, and I always ask the kids, I say, which one of you hasn't held the book yet? And every single kid, me, me. <laughs> and as a good pastor, I, every Sunday I just look at them and I say, Liars! <laughs> Today our readings, they circle around. Uh, they don't all deal directly with this, but they all circle around the same theme. They circle around priesthood. And so it's fitting today that we have our seminary appeal. And today what I want to invite you into I want you to think deeply and pray with me about what type of priest God wants for his church. What does God want his priest to look like? What type of men is God calling to serve at the altar and to lay their lives down? So my mom it really is true as you age, I think. We all get kind of a little bit more grumpy. I said that at the last Mass. My mom was there. She's heard all of this. She hit me after Mass. <laughs> but as you age, right, you, you grow very strong in your opinions. And my mom, we have this joke in our family that my mom is going to publish a book called Grandma Teresa's Big Book of Rules for Priests. Because she always comes to me, and when she goes to other churches for masses, I, of course, am perfect. She's, I'm like, Mom, that was a terrible homage. She's like, Brian, that was perfect. I'm like, if only everybody else thought that, Mom. Uh, but she has, whenever she goes somewhere and she sees something she doesn't like, she calls me, and she's like, Brian, oh my gosh, Father so-and-so. She sounds just like that. And, but my mom has all these rules for priests. And they're pretty simple. And I agree with 95% of them. Uh, my mom's like, priests sh shouldn't clap in church. I agree. Uh, my mom is like, you should draw a piece, you should be reverent, is basically her one rule. Agreed. Right? Um, what would your rules for priests be? If you got to publish that book, if Ignatius Press came to you and said, what, what, what are the rules that priests should observe? What would you write about? You'd be like, well, I go to Our Lady of Lords, so handsome, charming, right? Intelligent. Now, you would have a lot of rules, wouldn't you? You would want a priest. I have my rules for priests. One of my biggest ones is, you will know scripture. You will know it frontwards and backwards, 
Scripture will live inside of you, as Paul says in Colossians 3.16. You will know Scripture. That's one of my big rules for priests. One of my priest friends who works in the seminary, he says his big rule for seminarians is, don't be weird. (laughs) I think that's a good rule. Well, today we heard in the gospel, Jesus has rules not just for priests, but for you and I as Christians. As disciples who have chosen intentionally to follow after him, Jesus has rules. For instance, today he says, you should listen to the scribes and Pharisees, but don't do what they do. They bind heavy burdens hard to bear and lay them on men's shoulders. But they themselves will not lift them with a finger. This is meant to be heard in contrast, by the way. We're in Matthew 23. In Matthew 11, verse 30, today, today Jesus says, The scribes and Pharisees give heavy burdens to other people. They have to carry a heavy load. In Matthew 11, 30, Jesus says, Come to me, all you who labor and are weary, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am meek and humble, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I want to make a point of this. Right now in our church, sometimes there can be a feeling of just anything that's harder is better. That is not true. That's a heresy. It's called Jansenism. The Dominicans were basically founded to fight against it. Something is not better because it's difficult. It's better because it's true and good and beautiful. And Jesus today says to us, right, he condemns the scribes and Pharisees, but Jesus tells us that his yoke is easy and light. And brothers and sisters, your faith as a Christian is not meant to be this heavy burden you're carrying around all the time, wondering if God is angry at you. Our faith is good news. And when you take Jesus' yoke on your shoulders, you are supposed to find joy and happiness to know that you're loved. This is one of Jesus' rules for priests. Jesus goes on, right? He talks about how we're not supposed to be too into making a show and doing things just to be seen. We go on and on. But today what I want to get to is I want to move from the negative to the positive. What should a real priest be like? Balthazar has a great little essay that's just on this topic. He calls it The Priest I Seek. And maybe you felt this way before. He he has a negative note here. He says, he says that a priest should succeed is always a miracle of grace. More often it happens that the churches have to suffer the results of failure. And I love this line. Balthazar says, there are too many priests who speak from the lectern or the pulpit imagining that they themselves are the light. They are to be avoided. So a priest should know 
that he himself is not the light, that Jesus is. And here's the way he says this positively. Balthazar says, as a man who has renounced his self-understanding, he is the priest I seek, who by his existence can become for me a word and a light of God. What he's getting at here is that the best of all priests, although all of us as priests fail, the best of all priests, what they do is they do not rely on themselves. They do not rely on their own talents, their own opinions. They do not place themselves at the center. They learn to become like a stained glass window. They learn to become transparent so that the light of God will shine through them. This abandonment of existence, and only this, can guarantee the essential humility that allows him to be permeated by a light other than his own, and to radiate something that neither interests the one thus dedicated, nor is something on which he reflects or that he cultivates. So Balthazar here essentially is just saying, The priest is a man who has been stripped of his life. He's been stripped of his own ego. He has been stripped of everything that he calls his own so that Christ might live in him. And two last points I want to make about about priesthood today. And when we're driving with this, by the way, is we should all pray for more priests. We have two uh, seminarians studying for the priesthood from Our Lady of Lords right now. It is my very strong belief we should have many, many more than that. Uh, Deacon Jacob Machado will be ordained a priest in May. And then we have James Joseph, who's in his second year of seminary. That's pathetic. We should have a lot more men in the seminary than we do. But I also want to drive towards what does it mean for those of you who are not called to priesthood? We're going to get to that in one minute. But two things a priest does, and I, this is one of my favorite pieces of Christology, is that if you ask me, when I am seminary, they, they say, okay, you're thinking about being a priest. What is a priest? And so I quoted Hebrews chapter 5. And I said, every priest is chosen from among men in order to offer sacrifices and oblations to God on behalf of men. So a priest is someone who offers sacrifice, and that's true. And so, that, that's the answer I gave. And one, one piece of the, the priesthood, I always thought that Jesus, when did he become a priest? And my answer would have been, and that, at that time, either at the Last Supper or on the cross. That that is the moment that he's the high priest. And if you, if you want to study that, go read the book of Hebrews. It's all about this. How Jesus offers the one true sacrifice that brings about a new covenant. But I was wrong. And this drives my main point today. The Catholic Church teaches that a priest is not a priest simply because of what he does, but because of who he is. A priest is not simply a priest because of what he does, but because of who he is. Jesus Christ was ordained a priest 
the moment he became man. The reason for that is this. The entire point of the priesthood is to unite human beings with God. So on the cross, Jesus did that for us, right? He, he offered the one sacrifice that takes away our sins and unites us to God. What an amazingly light yoke that is. What good news that is. He took away our sins so that we could be forever united to the Father. Amazingly good news. But Jesus was a priest from the moment of his conception. Because the moment he became a human being, Jesus is God, and he united a human nature to himself. Jesus is not a priest because of what he did. He is a priest because of who he is. That's what a priest should be. Father Garonsky, who's dead, I don't think he'd mind me sharing this story. I hope not. Father Garonsky, uh, a week before I was ordained, we went on a retreat with him. And he was the best retreat director. And he gave a homily at one mass. And it was sort of along these lines. And he said, brothers, I'm just going to preach a heresy to you today. And I know it's a heresy, but I believe it anyways. And so I was like, you heretic, and I left. Uh, no, I didn't. But he said in that Mass, he looked at every one of the guys there that were about to be ordained, and he said, I believe you have always been priests. Which is a heresy. <laughs> it's wrong. But the idea he's getting at is that a priest is not simply functional. A priest is a man who has become united with God. And who helps others to find that union with God. And so my last point today is this. The Catholic Church teaches there's two types of priesthood. You know this. There's the ordained priesthood, which that's, that's me and Deacon Darrell has a share in that as a deacon. Our priesthood exists for you. My whole life, my whole calling is for you is so that you would be united to God, that you would know you are loved, that you would have a brother and hopefully a father in the faith at this church who would walk with you and would help you to be united to the one who loves you. But you, brothers and sisters, all of you who have been baptized are also priests. Every one of you in this church is a priest. That is a dogmatic teaching of the Catholic Church. It comes from 1 Peter chapter 3. Every one of you is a priest, and a priest offers sacrifices to God. Today, you offer the sacrifice of the Mass with me. Do you know that? This is why we face the same direction together at Lord's that's meant to say to you, it's not just me offering the Mass, it's you. Are you living out your priesthood as a Christian? So a priest offers sacrifices, and the other one, but a priest is not a priest simply because of what he or she does, but because of who they are.
What type of priest do you seek? What type of priest do you want to have in your life? The priest I seek, among the, the priests of the baptized, is I seek a priest who knows Jesus Christ in the depth of their soul. A priest who is not just someone who can spout out laws or information or perform duties, but a person when you walk away from them that you say it's almost like I just saw God. I think that's the priest that God seeks. Lord, today, may none of us ever, Jesus, major in the minors. May we not be egotistical or self-seeking or self-serving. Jesus, we pray that you would send more men to be ordained to the ministerial priesthood. But not just any men, Jesus. Give us men who you will live inside of, who will become so transparent to your will that it's like they're almost not even there. Lord, may we always be grateful for your priesthood, but Jesus, may you send us the priests we seek.